hard to stop her, right? <laughs> <laughs> have y'all watched that? I have not. What's it about? Right. What's it about? So it's about this one guy. His name is Charlie. He's like, he's like an adorable little guy. He's just, I want to protect him. Okay. You know? <laughs> and he's like one of the only openly gay guys at his school. Okay. And then... Is this like Love, Simon? No. <laughs> no. God, no. Okay. No. no. Okay, go, so, go on. Yes. <laughs> so he meets this guy named Nick, and Nick is like a golden retriever dude. And he's like on the rugby team. This is British, by the way. He's on the rugby team, and he's like, he really seems like he's straight and stuff, but he's bi. And and then they go to a it's party. It's Love Simon. Yes. <laughs> no, it's not Love Simon. It's so wholesome. No one's sad. It's, it's so good. And then and then they kiss, kiss, fall in love. Wow. Yeah. And no angst, nothing. And there's also a trans character, and her name's Alet. Amazing. And she, her, like, it's not her whole character that she's trans. She's like. A it's whole just person. a thing about her. Yeah. She's oh my like, god. a person. Oh my god. And then she falls in love with this straight guy um, named... Why am I forgetting his name? But anyway, he's he's also really adorable. Dang. I mean... Hmm. Maybe I'll watch it. Maybe. If I finish all the other animes. It's so and... good and so wholesome. <laughs> and there's like no nothing sad about it. And I just cry every episode because it's so wholesome. Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, we definitely need, like, that kind of representation where there's, like, yes. no trauma, like, doesn't focus on trauma. I've mm-hmm. heard our flake mean death meat is good. And yes. It's okay. Yeah. Kind it's of really does good. that. Okay. Yeah. So fun. Mm-hmm. Great time. Well, anyway, uh, <laughs> thanks for having on to this podcast. We wanted to spice it up a little bit. <laughs> um, I'm Mel. My pronouns are she, they. I'm Jay. My pronouns are he, they. And I'm A, and my pronouns are they, them. Great. To the whole spectrum here. <laughs> amazing, amazing. And so today we're really going to be talking about um, education with A. And so, yeah, do you want to introduce yourself, talk a little bit about your experience in education? Sure. Um, I've obviously been a student in the public school system. I'm a senior here at Roz, um, so I've done that for a long time. And I also want to teach high school English. So education is something that I care a lot about, and I run RGLA. So the things all kind of intersect very nicely for me to talk about this on this podcast. Amazing, amazing. Yeah, Yeah. so um, I think as we have all noticed, there isn't really a lot of queer history taught in our school. So what's, what's your take on that? I think it's really important that we teach queer history. Um, and I have a whole thing on that. Um, but I think that teaching queer history is really important for queer to see themselves represented and to not just have to go searching for their own history and find that, oh, there's all this bad stuff that has happened throughout history, when in reality, we need to be teaching about queer people who have been really incredible um, and also been happy. Because if you go searching for queer history and you see, oh, queer history is AIDS and Matthew Shepard and the Lavender Scare, and there's pretty much like the only happy thing you can find is Stonewall. Like your narrative is going to be that queerness is a, a thing of trauma and sadness and being hate crime or whatever. And that's not going to motivate you to live. 
Mm -hmm. um, or to view yourself being queer as a positive thing, which I think being queer is. So I think it's really important that we teach that queerness, like we have this history and it's important to teach the history, but also within that history, it's important to teach that there has always been love and joy and hope and that's found in community and the ways we have found community throughout the centuries. Like, I think that's incredibly valuable. Yes. <laughs> How do you think queer history has been misrepresented when it's been taught in schools? I think it's less a matter of misrepresentation and more a matter of you just leave the really big stuff out. Like, mm -hmm. AIDS was a disease. It's also a disease that killed an entire generation of gay men. Mm -hmm. um, or, like, gay people died in the Holocaust, right? And if that's just, like, one line in a history textbook and you're just like, yep, so Jew people died, or Jewish people died, and gay people died, and disabled people died... Um, and it's just, like, a list of things. Like, it's not accurate. In the, well, it's accurate, but it's not thorough, which is the really important thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you touched a little bit about the trauma narrative. Could you explain that? So the trauma narrative is where you focus on, like, all the bad things that has happened. Like, being Black in America is an experience of trauma, and being gay is an experience of trauma, or being you know, just a person of color or any marginalized identity is an experience of trauma. And when you have that narrative, like, again, it feeds into that belief that this is the only thing that you can be is traumatized and sad. And there isn't space for that hope and that joy and that community. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think I see that. Oh, my gosh, I see that all the time. <laughs> and it's, it's so frustrating because I, I think when I was a kid, I really saw myself you know, as a Hmong person. And so when it did happen, you know, you really only got such little content around it. And when you did, it's just traumatized um, events and history. And so... Yeah, like the dead lesbian trope in media. Oh, yeah. It happens so often. Yeah. And we don't talk about that a lot in schools, but, you know, society, in the society and media, like, when we are exposed to that, it's like, dang, I'm going to be dead like that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I feel like also that's an issue in education too, because what I remember learning about Hmong history was, the, um, the, what's the tapestry? Oh yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. Hmong cloths. Yeah. Yeah. And like the crowd, like everyone died crossing the river mm -hmm. is what I remember learning about. Right. And even related. Yeah. Yeah, same. yeah. Yeah. There's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So I think let's think what are some things we could talk about if we talk about queer history then? This is really funny because I made a slideshow on this like yesterday. <laughs> oh my god, whoa. <laughs> right? Um, no, so we are starting to teach queer history a little more comprehensively, um, especially in like the 11B regular social studies class, which is what I just made a slideshow for. But when talking about queer history, I think it's really important to talk about the impacts of language and the fact that we've always been here. Well, impacts of language, I should elaborate on a little more probably. Um, because, like, language matters. And so when we, like, reclaim words like queer, like, that language matters. Or if we reclaim words like dyke or bush, like, that language matters. Um, and then there's a lot of discussion around, like, words like that where, it's like, well, some people don't reclaim it, some people do reclaim it. And one of the words that I think is really interesting in the um, reclaiming discussion is faggot, um, mm -hmm. which we can censor out. 
later if we have to, but um, I think, so it originated as like a fig, it was a bundle of woods that you use to like burn gay people, mm. right? Which is why that is like a cigarette in the United Kingdom um, and it's gay here. So it's hard to reclaim that word for me at least um, because it literally meant like to burn me alive. <laughs> um, but I think it's interesting, like when people have that context, it makes them a little less willing to use that word. Mm -hmm. I often feel like, um, and I also think it's really interesting. One of the things that I found really powerful was I watched a video about AIDS and the Reagan administration's response to it. And basically there was this one journalist who kept coming back to it, it and like press interviews and the Reagan administration refused to discuss it. And he was like, look, so there's this AIDS thing. It's killing a lot of people. What are we doing about it? What are we doing about it? What are we doing about it? And the response to that was like, why do you care? Are you gay? Mm, yeah. Um, and like the AIDS epidemic killed millions of people. So to have the response to that being, why do you care? Are you gay? Puts, oh, that's so gay or you're so gay in a different way for me now. Mm -hmm. yeah, definitely. Absolutely. You said a lot. Ooh, that was really, a lot of really good stuff. Yeah. yeah. I never knew about the, uh, the F word and where yeah. history came from. And I think that's like. That's so wild. Oh my gosh. Another one I think is really interesting is Sappho because we get sapphic because of her because, uh -huh. and like lesbian because of her because she lived on Lesbos and she was literally just like a lesbian who wrote like so many poems yeah. about women that yes. <laughs> all got named after her. Oh my gosh. Which but I think is really funny. I think, I feel like we should read a poem from her now. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> like, let me, let me search one up. Um, but yeah. You you talked a bit about how um, what what about the Reagan uh, administration? Mm -hmm. Do you think there's still lingering effects? Yeah, I think it has played a lot into the way we treat epidemics now. Oh, and I think it plays a lot into like how when do we start caring about epidemics as like within larger institutions? Um, because the Reagan administration did not care about AIDS. It was killing all of the right people. And I think there are quotes where Reagan was literally like, why do we care about this? Like, the right people are dying, which is horrifying. Um, it, it reminds me a lot of eugenics. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. wasn't that going, that was like going, like happening at that time, from what I understand. Mm -hmm. So it would also make sense how they yeah. were indifferent. Yeah, no. Um, they with AIDS they had something called the Ryan White Care Act, which was when they started to like ban blood transfusions, gay men um from giving like blood. Mm -hmm. And it's only because a straight white boy um got AIDS from a blood transfusion and died of it. That was Ryan White. And that's like when the Reagan administration started to respond to this. Mm -hmm. Um and I think we see that now too, where diseases don't matter until they start impacting the people that matter to the government. Mm -hmm. Straight yeah, people. Upper class, white people <laughs> that are straight. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And I think even today there's still there's like a major um there's not a lot of blood right now. There's like and how, you know, that policy still continues to exist. Yeah, they brought it back to like you can be gay and give blood, but you can't have had, like, gay sex within, like, a mm. year of giving blood. And I'm like, that does not do anything. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. And I know, I, I think I've heard from some folks that they, um, 
pretty much said that they were straight in order to give blood. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's also kind of funny because I think they test all of the blood. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so it's like, it, it doesn't, it don't yeah. make sense. <laughs> yeah. It don't make sense at all. Dang. Well, if you could give a message to Roz, what would you say? Um, I think we need to do better than just teaching, oops, um, queer history in just one class. That is, like, kind of optional because I know you can take U.S. history through an African-American lens instead Mm -hmm. um, of, like, regular AP, which, like, is super cool, or instead of, like, regular classes, which is super, super cool. Um, but also, can we have this history be taught more broadly, please? Right, right. Um, and I think there are different ways to do that, and I know next year I'm gonna kind of be in the area, and I had a plan for this year that didn't quite work out because I've been so busy, um, but, like, I think it would be really cool to use Raider time to be like, hey, social studies teachers, you can give your kids, like, an extra credit, like, notes assignment that they can come to Raider time and take notes on queer history, and then come back to your class and submit it for, like, extra credit. Like, I think that would be really cool and also, like, an interesting way of getting that education out there. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I also think that, like, that education should be, like, taught at a younger age, like, yes. middle school, elementary school yeah. as well. Because I feel like that's when, like, stuff actually goes in your mind and it's, like, cemented. Like, if you see queer in a positive way at a young age, then you're not going to grow up and, like, start hating people. Yeah. hmm Absolutely. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Or you're hating yourself, I guess. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. Yes. What is, what are your thoughts around comprehensive sex education that, you know, really talks about, you know? I think we're working on that Mm. at the district level. Um, I'm not super involved in it. Uh, But I think there is, like, this LGBTQ plus equity committee and they one of their subgroups is a comprehensive sex education thing Mm -hmm. so obviously I think it's good and obviously I think we should have it and I think in past years GSA would go into classrooms and talk about it although we have not done that this year which I'm not quite sure why Mm -hmm. um yeah but yeah no I think it's really important to have that great Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah okay so this is what I find really interesting because I was creating these slides for um, the 11B thing. And when you go through, all of the videos on the slideshow are restricted. And they're educational videos. But on my school account, um, which has restricted mode on, because it's the school, all of the videos are restricted. And I was trying to access this lesson planning thing for teachers in California. And <laughs> videos in that were blocked too, which is a little <laughs> insane. Because they are things like how the rise of HIV or how chimps led to the rise of HIV and the Reagan administration's chilling response to aid. Um, and they're blocked. And there's some like speeches on there that's like why we fight. And they are blocked. And the reason is category pornography. What? <laughs> what? Um, I don't think it's the school's fault because they just turn on restricted mode because they don't want their students actually accessing pornography on mm-hmm. school stuff. But, like, the fact that Google's automatic setting for here stuff that's restricted is gay content, like, mm-hmm. is worrisome and scary and horrifying. Mm-hmm. And it happens, like, there's a really interesting video from the New York Times about the lavender scare, which is also restricted. <laughs> huh. 
Huh. Um, and I think that's kind of horrifying. Because why would, why would you do the educational videos? <laughs> because right. they're gay. The gays. Mm. Her and her are kids gay. God. <laughs> yeah, no, that's super horrifying. And that makes me wonder, like, what else is restricted? You know, that's that has educational content, but we just, act, like, I haven't accessed or looked at yet. Right. Like, um, yeah. Oh, whoa. Not great. Not great. Yeah. yeah. Not great. Yeah. Hmm. Is there anything, like, the school can actually do to, like, unrestrict different things or no? So, they can unrestrict specific videos and whatever. But the issue is that we don't want them to be restricted at all. So, I've talked to Ms. Crandall about it, and we are, like, working on it. But ultimately, I'm not sure that there is anything specifically we can do to make these, like, other than going through the list of every single thing that is currently blocked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So, right now, it's basically just, if you want a video to be unrestricted, you have to, like, find the exact video and... Right. Well, if you're searching on YouTube, too, like, it's not going to pop up. Right. Um, because it's restricted. No, like, they just don't show the results. So you have to find it on your own device. Um, and I know mostly, like, I don't necessarily know that school iPads do this, but definitely school cookbooks do. Um, so you might be able to find it on your iPad and watch it, but, or, like, be in a different account, like your home email account instead of your school email account and YouTube on, like, Safari on your iPad. But other than that... Yeah, you're kind of screwed as far as I can tell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That really sucks. It does really suck. Dang. <laughs> the other thing I think is really fascinating is that all that's required is that queer history is taught in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not required that it's taught well, and it's not mm-hmm. required that it's taught comprehensively. It's just required that they teach it. So, right. like... Or, like, even accurately. So they can teach kind of whatever they want as long as they teach something that is queer. Mm-hmm. Which is a little interesting. Mm. Do you think, they, like, in that way they could just get away with mentioning someone who's queer without saying they're queer and just count that? I don't know. I think that would be a question for a teacher. Mm. Um, but, like, yeah, it's a little insane. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I know in California... Um, they, uh, they have a law that requires students to learn and be provided with instructional materials that explain, um, I quote, role, the roles and contributions of, um, queer folks. And so I think Minnesota would definitely benefit from that. Oh yeah, definitely. But I think with our current, I don't know, education right now and at the legislative level is, especially, uh, in the, the Senate has been really difficult. Uh, as you may know, there's like a nine billion with a B billion surplus. I do know. Yeah, and um, so this means that there's like a lot of policymakers who are really trying to get their bills um, to be passed, as well as other community organizations. And so, uh, in the House, there the the their 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 proposal for the education, um, their whole education. Thing is, there's a lot. There's a lot. So, like, it includes like ethnic studies. Um, uh, I think 
a comprehensive sex education, I think, um, and amongst other uh, topics and whatnot. And I think, you know, queer history would be beneficial, but yeah, it's yeah. like, for some folks, it's like so radical that the idea of it being passed seems really difficult. Yeah. Yeah. And when looking at legislation around queer history, it's also, like, fascinating because if you go back to, like, the 80s and AIDS, um, they started passing bills that are called, like, no-promo-homo laws, which forbid the discussion of homosexuality in school settings. Hmm. Um, and a lot of them have been repealed. They were in 11 states, I think, at one point. Um, mostly in the South, there are still four today. Um, and now they're kind of coming back. Like in Florida with their don't say gay law, that is literally just like these no promo homo laws from the 80s just twisted and redone essentially, which is scary and horrifying. Yeah. I mean, speaking of like the bills, there are like, there are a few states that like now have stuff where they have to medically detransition all the kids there. There are like at huh? least two states that are wired. It's awful. Wow. Wow. It's, yeah, it's something. Yeah. Yeah. It's, dang. It's very heavy. There's, the attack on, you know, queer folks and trans folks has just really been increasing. Yeah. It's a little terrifying. Yeah. It's a hard time right now. Yeah. Mm. It's all going backwards. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is part of my slideshow, actually, because I was like, look, there's a lot of bad stuff that happened, and then I was running out of time to make it. <laughs> yeah. So I just kind of filled the last couple of slides with, like, okay, here's what you need to know about, like, what's currently happening, and, like, there have been some victories, but there's also some bad stuff happening, and then I had to be like, okay, mm-hmm. note slide at the end, <laughs> this is not all that the queer community is, and we're fighting it, and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it is fairly bad. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. It makes sense why it is sometimes easier to talk about the bad things because there's so much. But there's also so much good things. Right. They're just harder to find because people in the media they just love talking about the bad things and how much trauma there is in the queer community instead Mm -hmm. of talking about all the positives. Like Pride is coming up. That's gonna be fun. Yeah, I'm super looking forward to that. We have to find stuff for DSA about that. Oh yes. What are your thoughts? What's gonna happen? Um, I think we need to do something with the middle school this year because. Mm -hmm. Previously, the middle school reached out to us, and also I need to get, like, the current and graders kind of more involved because I'm leaving, and <laughs> they had a lot of really good ideas at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, I just haven't had time to do anything with those ideas. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think we should reach out to the middle school and make sure that we can continue, like, getting people into GSA, and part of that is having a connection between the two groups. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. That could be fun. Also, I think we should chalk the walk again. That was really fun last time. That was so much fun. Yes. Are y'all going to go to the uh, the Pride Parade in what? I'm assuming Loring Park. You have to ask. (laughs) (laughs) I'm assuming that's a yes. I'm going to try because I've never gone to Pride before and I'm really excited for this. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. I haven't gone either, but I can drive now, so (laughs) I can definitely go. Yeah. 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 I mean, I guess. In the midst of all this terror, there are still some things we can look forward to. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. I think we can end off with a, a 
Sappho poem. <laughs> <laughs> you forgot to read earlier. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, okay. He's in the original adaptation twice. You're in theater. You <laughs> you can do it. Uh, yeah. You used to do theater. I used to do theater. So all right. We all used to do theater. Yeah, that's true. Okay. You can start. Sapphic fragments. Is it? What's the gayest? I have no idea. Huh. <laughs> okay. I love the, the sensual. For me, this and love for the sun has a share of brilliancy and beauty. I desire it and I crave. You set me on fire. <laughs> a servant of wild weaving, Aphrodite. Eros, giver her of pain. pain. <laughs> Eros, coming from heaven, throwing off his purple cloak. Oh my god, these are so bad. Again, love, the limb loosener rattles me bittersweet, irresistible, a crawling beast. As a wind in the mountains assaults an oak, love shook my breast. I loved you at this long ago, even when you seemed to me a small, graceless child. Uh, <laughs> but you hate the very thought of me at this, and you flutter after Andromeda. Honestly, I wish I were dead. Weeping many tears, she left me and said, Alas, how terribly suffer Sappho. I really leave you against my will. And I answered, farewell, go and remember me. You know how we cared for you. If not, I would remind you of our wonderful times. For by my side, you put on many wreaths of roses, like roses and garlands of flowers around your soft neck. Soft neck. <laughs> 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 and with precious royal perfume, you anointed yourself. On soft beds, you set aside your passion. There was no dance, no, no holy place from, from which we were absent. absent. I think that's a nice... <laughs> That's a nice question. Yeah, yeah, dude. Come on. I yeah. love that. Great. <laughs> yeah. Cool, 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 cool. Cool. Yeah, woman. 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 <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> All right. Cool, cool. Well, is there anything else you'd like to share to our podcast today? Thank you for listening. <laughs> Great. Um, we have an Instagram, by the way, if you didn't already know, it's called Alphabet Soup Youth Podcast. And our email is lgbtqiasoup at gmail.com. Please email or DM us if you have any questions or if you want to be on the podcast sometime. We'd love to hear any input. So thank you. Yes. Thanks for listening. And we hope you have a good one. Bye. Bye.